Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is episode 20. This is the live edition, and we're going live right now in Vienna, Austria, where there's a huge event going on right now, and I'm there watching it live. It's pretty amazing. It's Iliad Kipchoge trying to break the two-hour marathon, and they're having a huge event. It's called the Ineos 159 challenge and their motto is no human is limited there's a huge amount of people here in uh, Vienna it's actually uh the name of the place it's like a little city it's called Prater or Prater P-R-A-T-E-R and actually they're coming right now they're coming for another loop they're doing loops a looped course and here they come right now all right you can hear the crowd they're getting uh there there we go there's a crowd right there here they come there's cars in front of them right now you can hear the announcer the crowds here we go here we go here's the here's the car they got pacers here they go all right come on Elliot. all right He's got about six pacers with them. The Ingebrigtsen uh, brothers, there's three really great, fast, uh, world-class runner brothers called the Ingebrigtsens, and they're running right now, pacing them, three of them right in the front, and then uh, a few other Africans with them. So it's, it's really amazing. Uh, it's actually really historic. It's almost as historic as breaking the four-minute mile barrier. Uh, it's, it's, it's really huge for, for the marathon. Uh, that two-hour is people didn't think it was going to be broken for 10 or 20 years from now but but Iliad and the whole team Ineos and Nike they really uh, laid it down to try to break that that two hours by uh, really coming up with better shoes better technology just uh, getting those marginal gains with with the pacers the uh, perfect weather they even got a perfect course the whole course is just set up for this race so it's it's pretty amazing. There's thousands of people here in uh, in Austria, Vienna, Austria. I haven't really uh, went sightseeing yet. Just got in last night from Budapest, Hungary. So I'll go sightseeing, check out the old town later. There's a lot of uh, cool history here, from famous composers to to famous doctors and scientists. And Austria, Austria is pretty amazing. It was one of the the co-capitals of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, that being Budapest and Vienna. So it's supposed to be really nice and beautiful here. So yeah, those they have big screen TVs and their uh, live stream. Uh, it's live on the TV. You could also watch it on YouTube. So that's pretty amazing. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to record for a little bit and then I'm going to take a break and this will be part one of, I don't know, two or three parts. Well, let's call it two for now. And I will come back because it's going to take them about, so they're trying to break two hours. I don't want to be on here for two hours. So uh, I think they're about 30 minutes, uh, 37 minutes, give or take in it right now. Now and then uh, I'll, I'll record for a little bit longer and then get back the last maybe 10 minutes or so so yeah Vienna Austria why did they pick it perfect weather one hour time difference from Kenya which is perfect because you don't want to mess with the circadian rhythms and the sleep pattern I mean I'm still uh, jet lagged from being in Europe and it's been uh, I want to say five six days or so already and I'm still a little little off I actually felt the worst uh, the first two days but after the third day the, the body seems to kick in 
So it's kind of neat. What you do is you just automatically get on the time zone as soon as possible. That's the best way to do it. There's little tricks you could do. Like there's these flashing lights you can do. Like there's these flashing lights you could do uh, for your eyes or for your ears. Uh, that, that would help stimulate the photoreceptors. And uh, that would help with your circadian rhythm as well because we have photoreceptors in, uh, in our ears and in our, uh, our eyes as well. So that, that's uh, really good to do to help with circadian rhythm. It just helps with it for, I don't know, it'll help decrease how long it takes. Sorry, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of talking. It's, the crowd's just, just going nuts and a lot of people here right now. And yeah, it's really a cool experience. Definitely... Uh, uh, may not happen. I don't know if this will ever happen again, but it seems like it might because there's there's so many so many so much people and are so much uh, You know what it is too. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of a Gimmick marketing thing for Nike too because they get to sell shoes I mean theoretically or technically the the marathon doesn't really count as an official time because it's uh it's not on a, a course, it's not in a race, it's, it's technically illegal because they have uh, the vehicle in the front and, and all the pacers pacing him the whole time. And uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, if he does break the two hours here, that he might go for it in Berlin next year. That's like the best course, the best weather, and probably the best, uh, the best chance he has to break it for officially next year. Oddly enough, his best is 201.39, if I'm not mistaken. And that was set last year in Berlin. This year, uh, Bikili, Kenanisa Bikili, had the greatest race of his life in Berlin, who's two seconds off Kipchoge's time. But it wasn't uh, exactly, you know, uh, the same conditions. This year it was a little bit a little bit colder last year's a little bit warmer so i don't know if i had to guess i would say there's about 20 seconds if, if i had a rough estimate difference so so kipchoge's still the man he's still the best marathoner in the world and what's what's great about it is his mind is is amazing his mind is like he's like a philosopher runner he's like, no human is limited he's He's just, he's amazing. Uh, you could Google quotes by, by him and, and see what he's saying. My nose is running a little bit. It's a little bit chilly. It's around, I want to say it's around 50 degrees even. So, yeah, they uh, actually, this is the second sub two hour attempt. The first one, I want to say it was about two hours and 25 seconds last year or the year before in Monza, Italy. But it was a little warmer and the course wasn't as good. So he hit 20025 in Monza and then ran 201.39 in Berlin. So that's uh, about a minute, 14 seconds difference on this this type of course and uh, this these type of conditions and the staged event, it's like a staged event. So. I guess if he breaks uh, 159 or, or one, uh, two hours, I, 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 it's more possible that he could break two hours because, uh, or two, uh, 159 because he's so far, so far, uh, I just got a flyer. It says, go Iliad, Ineos 159 challenge. It's kind of cool. Um, it's, it's definitely possible he could break 159 to tell you the truth. 
because he's so he's so in much better shape he's got this better technology he's just it's it's he's he's in a different place than he was the last couple years so he he may be at the pinnacle of his career right now so this is the best best chance he has even if he is at the pinnacle next year if he starts to get a little slower he's still quite possibly will still stay the greatest marathoner currently he's got one of the best um uh i mean he's, he's done like four or five marathons and he's won almost every one but like one his, his consistency, that's the word I'm looking for. His consistency is, is really amazing. Uh, that's, that's one of the, the, the beauty, that's one of his amazing uh, assets of Kipchoge is his, his consistency, which is amazing in the marathon. Usually you have like a 50-50 chance, you know, things go right, things go wrong. But I guess he's so well-trained and so mentally trained that that uh, his consistency is much higher. So that's that's another uh, positive, uh, really great thing about him. I'm getting to a, I went through a little less crowded section, now going to a little more crowded section from uh, these TVs. I think it was about five or 600 meters from the finish. I'm walking towards the finish. It says 400 meters to go. So what they do is, did is they blocked off the whole street and they have fencing and around the fence it says Ineos, no human is limited. Around the fencing the crowd gathers around and you could watch them go back and forth. Uh, they do the loop, it's a little over 4K, so close to uh, a little more than two and a half miles. And they do that about four times give or take and you get to see him run back and forth like around eight times or so so that's that's really good for uh for the crowds and and that sort of stuff and that that again the loop course i don't think is legal there's a you know in an official marathon i don't i don't think you're you're really allowed to get the official you know wor world record time by by doing that but it's still fun nonetheless like they're really strict at that even uh i want to say boston marathon doesn't count because it uh there's too much down net downhill <laughs> i believe and uh because Ryan Hall ran like this super fast time years ago and he didn't get like an American record or, or whatever it was because of the strict qualifications of the marathon courses. So yeah, that's it. I think I wanted to say something else, but I can't really remember off the top of my head. Oh, I was talking about, uh, that's right, I remember. I start, I start talking about different, uh, different things, get off on a tangent, but we're talking about the differences between these stage races and the official marathon time. So what's what's interesting too is these, uh, I would be curious to see what the difference in a staged race like this uh, distance wise versus the official race because the official race is always a little longer than the staged, uh, well I don't know the exact you know the stage ones but the official ones always a tad longer i don't know if, why they do that but i remember they always add a little distance to make sure it's completely uh accurate and within uh within the uh, the length distance 26.2 miles or i want to say it's 42.2 kilometers is the exact distance of a marathon like i was saying before it's funny we we uh we could hear uh, speakers now Let's see. Is it Austrian? I think it's Austrian. Yeah, Austrian. Gasruf. It's funny. There's a lot of signs that said Wiener, but it's pronounced Wiener. Wiener. That's like uh, something Wien, W-I-E-N, or Wien. That's uh, that's uh, means uh, Vienna. 
that's the term for Vienna, Wien, pronounced Wien, or I call it Wien or Wiener. <laughs> it was a funny uh, story, checking into the hotel, I saw a little pamphlet, it said, uh, said uh, Wiener Mozart, and I go, what, what does Wiener Mozart mean? I was like, I'd like to see Mozart's Wiener, and she, just, she didn't get it, she's like, oh, Wiener, Wiener Mozart, Wiener. You know, so I thought that was funny. It might be a good uh, stand-up comedy joke somewhere in there eventually. So, yeah, it's starting to get a little bit more crowded. Uh, I see people with all these pamphlets so, or uh, these little booklets would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, there you go. You can hear them. It's walking, walking through still. I'm 200 meters from the finish and... It's getting a little bit more crowded, a little bit, uh, a little bit louder, and I think, uh, I think that's going to be the end of part one for now. Can't think of anything else to talk about that's interesting. So, all right, guys, that's the end of part one in my live uh, podcast from Vienna, Austria. Thank you for listening. There we go. There's some good outro music right there. All right, stay tuned for part two. And, oh, before I forget, this podcast is brought to you by Super Travel X, affordable, essential travel gear. www.supertravelx.com and you'll find all sorts of cool travel stuff that I personally love and picked from. And it's actually uh, my store now. I just started a store because... Um, over the years I've traveled and I really found some great stuff to help with those marginal gains to help you feel more comfortable more relaxed more refreshed when you arrived at your at your destination whether you're flying on a train in a car you name it you will feel better with these little small things from great travel pillows to great comfortable clothes to you name it Uh, I got it I'll have uh, more details later I have the whole thing like I have like over 20 stuff on there it's really good Uh, I, I like shirts and pants that's that's um, uh, what I was gonna call uh, I'm getting distracted here because I'm still walking with all uh, the crowds and stuff but stuff that's you know uh, sunproof oh oh uh, pants and shirts that convert from shorts to pants and pants to shorts and long sleeves with short sleeve and and like sunglasses and noise canceling headphones and you name it I got it it's over 20 stuff so check it out there and uh, there's a 10% discount code shoot somewhere I should give that out I, I'll, I'll put that in the, the notes when I when I load this up uh, online so uh, all right guys thank you for listening to this first episode of the live podcast of the super travel experience podcast thank you guys well I'll see you uh, stay tuned in the next I don't know half an hour or so all right bye